I hadn't even heard about YouTuber drama. Like, have you heard about the Mr. Beast thing? I I heard he made a video about blind people seeing and that's people are angry. And well, I, I mean, the thing is, so he, he basically, he paid for a thousand people to get cataract surgery. Okay. So they could, like, fully restore their sight because, like, there were some degree of blindness. Blindness is like a spectrum. And people were like, hey, why don't you do this all the time? But then I think that I think people are just more and more realizing that capitalism fucking sucks and that's literally the end of it. Yeah, that's I mean I I'll I'll give this to Mr. Beast. He has the most punchable face I have ever seen. Like I've watched maybe one of his videos. I've seen his picture a couple times and just every time his image comes up I just you know want to punch it. Yeah, I mean he I don't know why people are surprised about him. For a long time, I've categorized him as a rich asshole who, like, throws $20 bills at children to make them dance in videos. And, like, I mean, yeah, th- yeah, yeah there's yeah. bigger monsters. I think like, I think he's also a big crypto bro and, like, involved in some of that shit. But paying for people's surgery, like, that's, that's in the good column. Like, and as far as, like, our fucked up system works, like, I don't, like... Could he be doing more? Yes. Could all billionaires be doing more? God, yes. Like, I mean, the poor should still eat his bones, but like no more so than yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to Brokusatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokusatsu shows and related and related media. I'm Harry. <laughs> and I'm Sam. Uh and I apologize for the uh fairly shoddiness of some of my notes today. Like the last the last few days have been a bit of a just like a running around everywhere. And uh yeah, so you you may notice me getting some stuff out of order, just generally being quiet for the first two thirds of the first episode because I have two notes because I watched it between breaks at work. Yeah, whereas I like I'm wait I'm either preparing for a new job or waiting for news about whether or not I have a new job. It's kind of a weird transient place where I probably have it, but whatever. So my brain is breaking. But honestly, uh, looking at these episodes, I don't think you're that worried. At, I think. We could have covered some of this last swath of episodes, like, four at a time. Like, uh, especially the second episode, I quite enjoyed. The first one was a little thin, but, yeah, a lot of it's just gonna be like, and then they fight. Yeah, I mean, and I looked ahead, and there are some meteor episodes coming up, so it doesn't really make sense to swap over now. But, like, we these are just some Sentai shows. Like, after covering these for a while, you just realize, oh, it's this Sentai plot with a smat. It's like... It's the exact same plot, but just, like, move around the characters and see, like, their individual flavors shining through a little bit more. Like, we super spoiled ourselves by starting with Gokaiju. We really did, Harry. We really did. But shall we get into the episode with, uh... I'm not sure this is the most creepy sexualizing we've seen of Yoko. If anything, it's, like, it's fairly tame in a lot of aspects not in a few definitely not in a few yoko's fine in this episode it's other people who are being weird well uh, okay it's it's the age thing the age thing is the one thing that's you know kind of a hiccup here because she is portrayed most of the series as you know as being a kid because she's like 16 i don't know did did she have a birthday did she canonically have a birthday I mean, or is she 17 yet? Which I, I think I remember it... there being a birthday episode. So yeah, she she's 17. Okay, she is now 17. Does that make this less creepy? A little. Maybe. I don't know. I, well, the thing is... Alright, we'll, we'll get into it. But, like, Yoko's fine at this. So, like, as she starts... Uh, see, it's everybody else who's being fucking weird. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's, that's the other part. Like, this episode, it's less 
sexualization of Yoko and more glorizing toxic masculinity of her father figures. Yeah. Her, her many dads. Yo- yes. Yoko and her three dads. Yep. Like her two overly protective dads and her actual bio dad, who's actually pretty chill about everything. Yeah. So as it starts for, I don't know, thematic, it is, it really is shorthand. Like you could, you could tell when like a show does not have like a lot of inter-episode depth when like everybody's talking about a certain topic that always ties into like the conflict it had, like like, they're talking about how, you know, girls maturing faster than boys. Like, did she have a first crush? That, this isn't the episode where we're talking about, like, a human extinction and, like, people people being torn apart by a serial girl and killer. No, it's like, oh, did Yoko have a first crush? And yeah, she did. Yeah. And, and her first crush was one of her grade school teachers. You know what? A fine first crush. Like, nothing wrong with that. Yoko even says, it was just a harmless crush, you know. He was nice. He liked bugs. I was, like, six. That's all it was. <laughs> And he's gotten married, and because I was part of his first class, you know, he's inviting all the students. So I'm just going to go there. And, like, she's super happy about it. At no point is she ever portrayed as, like, being jealous or conflicted about this. She 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 recognizes it, what it was, and she's very happy for him. And she's like, yeah, yeah it's Genuinely a happy. Like, you know, very chill about the whole thing. And, you know, when we meet the teacher, he's actually really chill about the whole thing. Like, seems like a nice guy. Yeah, seems like a good teacher to have. They they did want to spring for the budget to like <laughs> to get him like an actor for a bride, but I imagine she's pretty chill too. It seems like everyone's chill in this situation, except for the Colonel in blue. Uh Ryuji, the blue guy, as Sam calls him, and the commander. Uh who whose name honestly I forgot. The commander. And uh the the bunny robot, they collectively are all very angry at the thought of Yoko like ever being romantically interested in someone. No, like, they're they're being the shotgun dad, like, all the time. And everyone else is, like, side to side to be like, you're being kind of weird and creepy. Especially Gold, her real father. Yeah, her, her obvious real father, who says, like, oh, yeah, you, that sounds like a fun story. You know, it sounds like, and hey, have fun at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then at that point, or at some point, I don't know, like, Card shows up, lands on a wedding tiara, and uh, so we get the hint of uh, what the monster of the week is going to be as the tiara flies around a wedding chapel, uh, runs through a bride, and I guess sucks all the love out of her? Yeah, it's real vague. Like, uh, I mean, it starts... It's analyzing human emotion, is what it's analyzing this week. I mean, uh, Escape actually hasn't been at the start, where she shows up, and she's kind of alone in a parking garage, and she really wants to find this card because... She knows something's different about Enter. He's doing his own weird plan, and he doesn't give a shit about uh, Messiah, her papa. So she she's going to find this, and she's going to get him all the best data she can. Yeah. Escape being the best daughter. The tiara, it sucks all the affection out of a bride at a at a western wedding. Yeah, that's that's kind of a... We'll get a few of these in the first half of the episode, where, like, you know, the, the monster shows up. It is analyzing emotion by draining all the love and affection out of brides specifically brides on a wedding and this is you know not all marriages involve like love between a bride and a groom like just throw that out there (laughs) wait like are are you uh, saying it would be really fucking awkward like you know tiara flies through a wedding like, hits a bride, and it's like, nope, no change. <laughs> I wasn't this for the money, she says to the camera. <laughs> I've been secretly poisoning him. It's all fine. <laughs> and I wasn't sure where you were going for there. I thought that you were hoping that the monster went to attack more gay marriages. Like, I was trying to, like, is, is that the concept? Which, no, yeah, no, 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 like, you know, there's... There's shotgun weddings. There's arranged marriages. There's business financial... Like, it's, you know... Mm, I, I'm very curious about, like, the ones where it hits and just nothing happens. <laughs> like, how awkward would that be? <laughs> I mean, it's a children's show. Like, what do you even want the monster <laughs> text? I would be like, look, I was hitting a certain point in my life and my parents were really bothering me. I just want to have, like, some kids and, like, we know what this is. This doesn't need to be anything special. He has a house. What more do I need to say? You know, we signed a prenup. Oh, we'll keep our own stuff. You know... <laughs> This is for tax purposes. It's fine. (laughs) 
that that's if we we that's if we were writing a season of sentai which at some point we should fucking do at this point uh we really should we really should uh but yeah so the the rangers they show up and you know uh they start chased around the bot and this looks like one of those uh dodgy controlling bots but it can throw down oh yeah She's she's firing energy bolts and she's she through the power of love she's learned how to fire her tokens. Yeah, yeah, she's uh she's holding her own against the uh against the Power Rangers while also being very like nimble and dodgy. Like they they can't pin her down. Like she'll engage, like beat him up a little bit, run away to another wedding and just rinse and repeat. Uh and enter also sometimes shows up and she starts defending the the Metroid saying, "Hey, I I would like to have fun fighting you people, but I have to get more data for Papa. So let, let's survive here. She mm-hmm. she hits a Shinto marriage. Uh, I looked up some stuff on Shinto marriages. They seem they seem quite lovely. I don't know. It's it's a whole different. I wonder because yeah, they yeah. they show two sh- they show two Western weddings and one like traditional Japanese wedding. And I wonder. I honestly wonder because this is a Sentai show if that means that Western weddings are cheaper to like rent the suits for. Probably. Like I also like. It it would be fascinating to go more into depth of like you know what the ratio style of wedding is in Japan currently because you know there, there's there's who God knows how many like different wedding ceremony styles around the world Japan like clearly you know two major ones but any number of subsets like yeah. I mean I uh Christians are only like half a percent in Japan but. I think Western weddings are enough into pop culture that people might just want to do that. So it's it's a fun, complicated topic that neither of us are suited to talk about. But you know, absolutely hey. not. Remember when we, when we did a podcast about a show about like black politics and living in the urban center? Yeah, that was a bad idea. I think we did it pretty well, but we we were brave to try. Yep, 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 yep. We were the heroes of that situation. <laughs> Two white guys. <laughs> the allies are the real heroes. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, back to Toku. <laughs> uh, I was actually proud of the writers of the show. Like, you know, they they planted the seed of the teacher wedding, and I immediately thought, oh no, it's going to attack the teacher wedding. There's going to be drama. But no, what they actually do is they contact the teacher. And he agrees because he already had a wedding on the books to be the bait. You, you missed you missed the funny line like that. Remember, like it it took me back. Like earlier in the series, he said, "Why isn't the military like uh, censoring advertisements?" Oh for chicken? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the military one, it's like, shuts down all weddings in the city. <laughs> Sorry, the Department of Energy secret child soldiers need you to not get married. Marriages are illegal <laughs> in the city. What? Why? Illegal until further notice. Uh, the secret private military energy company has all the power in the world. Uh, in a very literal sense. Uh, but yeah, so they shut down all weddings. The teacher agrees to uh, throw a, you know, pseudo-fake wedding uh, to draw out the bot. He's game. And Yoko will be the fake bride so that... He's there, like, his picture was in the papers, and, you know, there will be someone with a veil next to him with combat skills. Great, it's a good plan that Blue and the Colonel are creepy about. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I, I think it it's really only happens to be creepy about, because it would have also made sense for her to just be another guest in the... Like, why did they just also have the bride there? Well, um, it, they, they, it makes sense, like, you know, limit, limit civilians on site. Like, then why, why the have... only... The only civilian there was the groom who, you know, was standing around with his face unveiled, like presumably so that if they were scouting it out to see if it was real, they'd be like, yeah, it's that guy from the picture. It's a real wedding. It it tracks. And then they stretch some things. Yeah, of course, it's a stretch. But it as far as stretches go, well, this, I'll, is, I'll... this one's fine. Also, the Megazord, it's delayed 20 hours in coming, so it it will come, like, precisely during the ceremony the next day. Well, kind of, because uh, when they jump forward to the next day, you know, they put their plans together, and they throw the wedding, and they do the ceremony. Uh, don't, don't skip the scenes with entering it. That's basically oh, right, all, right. all we have for these episodes. Hey, my apology was about my poor notes. <laughs> right, so, uh, Escape, she's down in the in the, like, parking garage tunnel of secret plans, because that's where they film a lot of stuff. 
Uh, and Enter shows up to menace her. He says, you've disappointed me. I was quite certain you'd have the sense to stay out of my game. Uh, like, you're gathering love data, and that's not going to be very useful to My Majesty's Evolution. So I'm just going to take that Metroid back. Mm-hmm. And Escape says, fighters keepers. And they have a stare down with lots of sparks. Well, also some shooting and some sword play, but mostly sparks. And she also kind of like glitches a little bit and her eyes glow. Yeah, she, she's got the glowy eyes of power. Like she, she had also hooked herself up to a computer thing earlier and Enter is startled by this and says, oh, you're actually, hmm, you know what? You're serious about this? I'll give you room to operate. He, he seems almost impressed by this. Yeah, so he this is not an this is not an enter plan, but he backs off and he lets Escape have her fun. Yeah, he he's he could appreciate uh, someone else like letting their stuff play out. Yeah. Like I I think honestly this is the first time he could remember Escape not just a charge against someone to attack them. So there's some growth. There is some growth in in more ways than one, as we shall see. Uh, so now we get to the wedding. They conduct the ceremony. The monsters don't attack. And then we get some fast forwards and we just see them going through the motions again and again and again. Like, you know, Yoko walking down the aisle. Uh, at Like the first one, the colonel in blue, you know, they're like, oh, Yoko, she's actually grown up. She's a woman. And then by like whatever 20th, like 50th time we see them in the future, everyone's just like, fuck, why are we still doing this? Yeah, Gold just pulls out his gun in the middle of the wedding. It's like, come on, let me shoot out something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they think their plan's a bust. Uh, and they're about to call it and get in their mechs because the big monster is about to show up in just a couple minutes. But but then, in a totally not dumb as hell moment, this mysterious lady in a black wedding gown shows up. Like, oh, I thought we'd cancel all the weddings. Hey, mysterious woman, let's come up to you and say, like, hey, you should not be here because someone is going to attack this wedding. Obviously, it's it's fucking Escape. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, clearly it's Escape. But also, Escape waited until just a couple minutes before the monster showed up to show up at the wedding and start fighting them. Yeah. Like, she, she knew that they had 20 hours to wait, so she just killed those 20 hours. Yeah, and I'm looking at her. The veil... Alright, the shot is from far away, but the characters in the scene are much closer. The veil is not like a thick veil. You could totally see it's her. You could basically see her face. Yeah, I mean, you could see her face. You can put... You could guess. You don't have to see her face either. You know it's a <laughs> Well, yeah, like, anyone who mysteriously shows up to the event you're expected to be attacked, guess what? They're probably the attacker. Wearing a black wedding dress. Yeah. <laughs> A very stylish black wedding dress. And then she guns up the wedding, and yeah, and they start fighting. There's lots of back and forth. The, the Go-Busters are fighting Escape. The Gold, like, tries to take out the Metroid, but Escape jumps in and takes a shot for it. So it's like, Papa, I'm, it's gonna be alright. I can be as strong as you were. And she yeah. transforms. She transforms, she glitches out, and then she gets on her new transformation suit, which is purple and black and really badass. I really like this suit for Escape. Yep, it, it's a good design. Mm-hmm. And she is much stronger in that way that you're always much stronger when you get a new design in Tokusatsu. Yep, yep, all her guns are like on the end of chains, and so she's whipping around, they're shooting at the same time. It's it's a good look. It's her fighting a real style good look. is getting even dumber. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's super effective. And while that's happening, uh, Red and the Lion go up against the, uh, uh, the Megazord that shows up, which shoots out Tiara's, like, little snub fighters, yeah, <laughs> which they're... I, I kind of loved. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Red on the bike has to, like, slash at them, shoot at them with a gun thing he kind of attaches from the bike. It, it's a simple fight, but it's very... It, it's high on the visual spectacle with all the, you know, CGI snub fighters everywhere. It's good and fun. It's just hard to make a podcast about. Yeah, once we get to the fighting, like, the talking stops. Uh, but the down on the ground, uh, Yoko and Escape are going 1v1, and they're fairly evenly uh, matched. Escape seems to have the upper hand generally, but, you know, Yoko with her superpower suit uh, and her arm are trading fairly even blows. Well, it's like, uh, 
Yoko is landing a lot of hits, but Escape is kind of shrugging them off, whereas Escape isn't able to hit Yoko. But I, I think if she did connect, she would do a lot of damage. She does connect a couple times and knock Yoko down from her, like, you know, skywalking thing. Yeah. And at a moment in the fight, they, they get kind of, like, grappling. And Yoko asks, like, hey, why do you even care uh, about Messiah so much? And Escape says, I care about my papa. I care about fighting to be the very best. I don't care why. That's just me. And that's fair. That's fair. Uh, good life goals. Escape. Good life goals. Uh, but they, uh, the rest of the Rangers notice that she's distracted and uh, they... A yellow and uh, gold and silver give blue the opening to land a finisher on the uh, wedding bot. Uh, they have a cool pose, and then back on the ground, uh, blue is like yellow caught the bouquet, and blue like tries to freak out about that too. But then uh, gold just bumps him out of the way and says, "Like, hey, you know, how'd, how'd you like a first crush's wedding?" Yeah, because gold is a good father. Yeah, and and Yoko kind of thinks about it and says, you know. It was it was a great ceremony, but maybe he wasn't really my first crush. In retrospect, he was just nice, and he you know knew a lot about bugs, and I I was just enjoying that. But like I don't know, maybe maybe I haven't had a first crush yet. I should send Sarah a screenshot of that. He was nice. He liked bugs. In uh, recognizing her own immaturity, she's in fact the most mature of them all. And that's episode one. You know, aside from the, like, I guess we're just moving past the whole age thing. Like, are we fine with that? I mean, it's just like... I'm not sure what 17 means in Japan. I mean, the age of consent is 18 in Japan. Okay. What about age of weddings? I I don't know. Because, like, See, in the US, US, you could get married at, like, 16 in a lot of states. <laughs> yeah, Alabama, 16 with print. Like, have you seen that? Oh, there's there's a funny internet sketch about it, about being a creeper. But yeah, like, we live in Washington State, 16 is legal here. Straight up. I know, I know, I know. Like, it's it's one of those things where legal but still creepy type of oh, yeah. things. Like, I don't even like children. I, I don't <laughs> want to marry one. Which is yeah. fucking ironic, because that means that, like, I'm not... That like because the children then gravitate towards me because I'm not like pushing stuff on them. I'm just quiet in the corner and kids want to talk to me. God damn it, kids! I don't like you. Of course I'll be nice to you though because I'm not a monster. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about episode thirty-eight, which <laughs> and then they fight. So next yeah. episode, <laughs> yeah, a lot less to talk. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I mean, yeah. it's a fight. It's a fight. Like. Red the bad guys show up in the first 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, uh, Megazord traps Red in an arena where he has to fight a series of Megazords. Like, and it's like an endurance thing. And the other, the other rangers are all outside trying to figure out a way in, trying to figure out a mystery that's pretty obvious. At least, it was to me. I mean, I have seen this before, but it's been a while, so I don't think I, like, remembered it. But, like, the, the arena, they're trying to fight the Megazord, the, the or they're trying to fight the Metroid. The Metroid is the arena. It's just really big. And mm -hmm. he's just fighting them inside. It's like, it's like wrestling gigs. There's a lot of like WWE stuff, like, you know, turnstile jumps and throw it into the ropes and uh, clotheslines, lariats and all that stuff. It's, it, it's fun. Um, and I mean, I guess the pr pretty much the main thing to get from this is that enter is like specifically testing the limits of a, human endurance at one point he says hey red if you just say you give up and surrender i'll let you live because then that'll prove to me that you know human will can be broken and that, that's enough for me and Red's like no i'll keep fighting and he does and then they and then the lion does a new transformation thing with all of them and then they kill the monsters and they win i mean that's the episode yeah that's kind of it uh let's see so the the new transformation, like the new mega transformation of every bot except uh, Ace, except the red bot, is... I actually liked it. It It's fucking huge. Like, when it's standing next to some of the other, like, Metaroids, like, it's it's a head and a half over them. Yeah, it, it's well designed. And it also, um, it has a spear, which is a very smart choice for a big thing like that, because it has limited movement, but if you have a spear... Then, you know, you can, like, spin it around. You, it, it looks like you're moving a lot more than you actually are. Yeah, I mean, the previous one that put all of them together also had a spear. So it's just a continuation of that. 
Uh, I mean, that's the episode, kind of. Do, do you want to aid? I'm not sure what to do here. Like, are, you said you were feeling kind of beat to shit. Did you just want to end it? Or do we want to do a dungeon or something? Or chat about something? Like, are, are there topics? Um, let's see. We've talked enough about Twilight Imperium. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I am feeling a little tired. How, how about a fast one this week? But, 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 but I have a light weekend. So let's do another set of these. Like you said that we got some beefy ones coming up. Beefier, at least. Okay. Uh, like, 39 is, I think, like, kind of a fun action-y one, but 40, if it's the one I'm thinking of, has some of the strongest emotional beats in a toku I've seen. Well, shit, I'm looking forward to that, then. Like, I don't want to talk it up too much, but it, it, it hits hard. All right, well, let's look forward to that. Uh, you know, everyone, just take care of yourself, get all the rest and relaxation that you need, you know, just be true to thyself, treat yourself. Maybe I'll get off my ass if I like doing a Let's Play or something. Maybe yeah. Chained Echoes, people have been talking it up. I, I thought about doing uh, the great Ace Attorney, like the new Phoenix Wright thing, but it it would just be kind of a lot of me just doing voice acting myself alone in a room. And I don't know. I'm not a voice actor. But what, what, <laughs> what I am is a dancer, because I'm going to keep dancing until next week. Just keep dancing. Keep dancing, everyone. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of, like, just making this one long episode and not, like, two, because, like, the previous one was very short. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So, so I don't know how much, like, do we want to re-banter? Um, Christ, what was the last thing we bantered about? Uh, that was, like, a year ago or something. No, it, it was just, like, three months. Jesus Christ, it's been a long three months. Yeah, lots happened in the past three months, Harry. A lot's gone down. February 1st. So quick quick update since February 1st. Um so I got a job. Mhm. Yay. Uh Yeah, it, it's a pretty decent one. It's just a retail job. And, like I'm getting stuff out of a warehouse, but like everyone's there pretty cool and nice. So like <clears throat> not a lot of a story. Um I tried to stream that one time and gave up after 20 minutes, but then came back and tried to stream without commentary and like a fucking fad showed up and we chatted like on and off for like six hours so I, I don't know what's going on with my life oh that's delightful that's delightful uh, yeah at my end of things like work continues to be work we did an entire systems overhaul the past couple months and I'm apparently the new systems expert for what we're going into so that's a thing uh, so yay job security uh, boo sanity over the last couple months. Um, though I did, uh, me and my <laughs> wife found some kittens the past couple weeks, and I, uh, wrote, like, a cheesy murder mystery novel in the past couple months, so there's that. Yeah, I, I read some of that. Yay. But yeah, I was gonna mention, like, with... My job situation getting a lot more stable and yours suddenly getting a lot more hectic. Like, do we have, like, a a, a zero-sub amount of, like, satisfaction with stuff going on? <laughs> I mean, I still like my job. Like, yeah, it's a lot more hectic, but, uh, I mean, to be blunt, I've had time to write a novel during the downtime at my job, Harry. <laughs> so, like, when we say more hectic, like, we have to remember that's the level. Alright, so let's just get back into it. Uh, yes, there was no time jump there at all. None whatsoever. No, uh, we don't need to, Sam, we don't need to pretend that. We just did the banter, like, talking about how there was a fucking time jump. Oh, I thought you were going to, like, put that at the end of the episode. <laughs> what? No, why would I do that? Uh, I don't know how you format these things. I just know that we did two episodes, and now we're doing two more episodes, and we did a banter, and usually banter is, like, at the beginning, or sometimes at the end. Are, are you doing, like, a mid-banter? Is that what's happening? Yeah, it'll be the first episode, then it'll be that, like, rewind-y t time effect I do sometimes, like, the, the tape winding. Maybe maybe reversed, or maybe not, depending on how it sounds, but, like, then it'll just be the banter bit, and then right here. Oh, okay. <coughs> it was this close, Sam, to being, like, alright, episode... Oh, God, now I need to drink some water. You know, I'd say we've gotten bad at this, but were we really that good at this before? No, I think we're we're keeping it pretty steady. Keeping it level. 
no, you know what? We we knocked out some series and some tight time frames. Like we did all of double, all of like uh, Go Kaiger. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. We have gotten considerably worse at this. Yeah. And we're just gonna have to sit in that. I'd like to say, speaking of gig, I can't like segue off of that because these are like pretty decent episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're decent episodes with like the heroes actually being proactive. Like, I I don't know what to say about that. Like, everyone's being pretty smart here. Yeah. Uh, so at the start of episode thirty nine, we see a very young child being menaced by a group of grown ass adults. Well, I mean, like they're they're all wearing like geese, you know. They're uh, clearly in some kind of like training dojo type thing. Yeah, I mean, like they're dressed for like martial arts, but they it is still a young child. Being... Yes, surrounded by grown ass men. Uh, but then the kid kicks their asses, like thoroughly. Yeah. So I I pulled up the bio of this uh, character. This actor was either 11 or 12, depending on the exact timing of this. Nice. Uh, By the way, like, did that child then go on to star in a Sentai series like 10 years later or something like that? He he was a role in like, so Hurricane is like one of the ninja series and... They did, after they did the full series, they did, like, a Ten Years Later. <laughs> they actually did a series called Ten Years Later, Sam. You're, like, weirdly accurate with that guess. Hot damn. But, yeah, he was, he was like, the the new Green Ranger. Oh, jeez. Uh, Yay, keep it in the family. Yeah. Uh, and also, alright, this is, so I'm going off of Ranger Wiki here. It says that from 2008 to 2010, he won three consecutive world championships in the Kumite division of the International Goodwill Karate Do Championships. And, like... Wait, so th- this is the actual actor? Yeah, the actual actor. Uh, and that sounds impressive, but it also sounds accurate because he would have been 7 to 10 out during those times. Just get him fighting young. Like, uh, the, the kid... Okay, Harry, like, think about it. This do kid they is have like... Seven, do they have 7-year-old karate tournaments? Yes, they do, Harry. You fucking know that they do. Look, I'm not a sport... Neither of us are really sport people. The closest you were to a sport person was, like, being beaten up by your teammates in wrestling club. And the closest I was was being beaten up by you because you're frustrated from wrestling club. <laughs> uh, but, Harry, like, think about it. So this is an 11-year-old actor and clearly has martial training. Like, yeah, like, the, this is a kid that knows how to throw a punch, carry himself, and, like, act in a dojo. Like... They they start him young. Like him having like an overbearing like martial arts father as part of a plot line that's probably ripped from life, Harry. I guess. Uh, so as we intercut with like the actual actor being the hell of like a dozen grown adults, we <laughs> are in the headquarters of the GoBusters, uh, where they're looking at a list of the Messiah cards because that's the thing. Enter introduced. We're like Messiah split up into a bunch of cards. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, well, like, they do have numbers, and some of them have been destroyed, so, like, which ones? And also, they have, like, a public... Again, making it weirder on what information is public and what isn't, they have, like, public hotlines for submitting reports of finding weird messiah cards. But, you know, that we could mock it, but it worked. Like, you know, the as this episode begins, they have gotten a tip for one of the cards. They got a... Uh, they got a name of a person who says that they spotted a Messiah card, and uh, as yet, their scanners have not picked up any kind of activity. So if they could get their hands on a card before it's like, I, I forget what word they use, like attaches to something, uh, starts to evolve, like unlock, whatever it does, that can give them a ton of information about how to track and diffuse these things. I guess. Well, it is a it is a huge mystery on what could be going on with this kid and his mysterious red gloves that have the Messiah symbol on them. Yes, yes. Uh, don't we? His gloves like flash or something, right? There's there's no mystery here. Yeah, and, and enters off to the side, being like, "Oh man, this is super awesome!" Because like he's getting all kinds of data, and now he's learning data and specifically beating the hell out of people. Like it's kind of very specifically what he wants. Yeah, this is exactly Enter's plan, and uh, so. 
we cut back after the credits the rangers show up to this dojo where they got the hot tip and they just find like a dozen adults on the ground clearly having their asses just been kicked the kid he was like kind of icing some of them down and saying that maybe i maybe i went a bit too far in a couple places but that he has to run away because the the the, he called the cops on himself effectively yeah he did he did and he runs away blue goes after him because hey it turns out this is kind of a blue focus episode a, a little bit yeah I'm, well yeah it's a blue focused episode he he finds the kid's backpack uh recognizes some of the uh like kids first engineering books <laughs> being an engineer is like a very specific profession in go busters like it i feel like in real life there are there are more types of engineers. Like you're not just general. Like your your job position may be engineer, but you're like I'm an aeronautics engineer, or I'm a you know electric, or I'm an electrical engineer. Like I I could be called a like a software engineer. Like that that was my that was my job role before I had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, but Harry, like now now like if you could have been a giant fighting mecha engineer. That's I mean, something you would have done, right? And I would have shouted it every, like every time it came up, like I want to be a mech engineer. I, I would have shouted that every time I woke up and every time I saw another person, like I'm going to be a mech engineer. Maybe that's just so understood that that's what they mean that they don't need to add it anymore. It's in the future. Why would we bother inventing things other than giant robots? Yeah. Well, well, kind of the reason why they would do that is proved when Enter, the evil AI who controls giant robots, walks onto the scene. <laughs> yes. Saying, hello, Go-Busters. Him you and were... a lot of putties, which Blue tries to shield the kid from, but then uh, the kid turns out he can hold his own. Yeah. And Enter is also off to the side, like, bowing before the kid, like saying, oh, my majesty messiah, you're, you're doing great here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, no mystery here. Uh, takes the uh, GoBusters a little while to catch up, though. It, it it's still a kids show. Yeah. Um, and so Blue says, "All right, you obviously found the card. Uh, the Vagris, they're they're looking for you." Uh, mm-hmm. He gets a call to bring the boy in. Yep, and the uh, the other GoBusters they're inside, like interviewing the. Um, the now awake adults uh, having just had their asses kicked and you know they fill in the backstory so this kid has like an overbearing father he doesn't really want to uh, study karate all right overbearing is like again we we're not sport kids but like the dad seems borderline Borderline abusive abusive. (laughs) like the kid says hey dad i kind of don't want to learn karate i want to study up go to school and be engineer he says no no child of mine and like throws him across the room and like if you're in a dojo doing karate stuff, I guess there's a certain amount of that that could happen. But if the kid is saying, I don't want to do this, then maybe that's kind of over the line. It, yeah. Sentai, I'm not sure if Sentai really deals with child abuse as like a plot line, other than maybe some of the villains who have like a redemption arc because the, the over-villains are their evil parents. Mm-hmm. But like, I... It, they could have, they could have explored that with this or something. Because the kid, be, it's, it's very close to a storyline of the kid just like finding a gun and shooting his dad because his dad is beating him. Except the gun is a pair of superpower gloves. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, we get a bit of talking. Blue connects with the kid because you know, uh, kid wants to be an engineer and Blue wants to be an engineer. Him at, like, you know, age 28, still dreaming of being an engineer. You know, s- sometime, sometime when I grow up, or when I, when I stop being drafted by the Department of Energy, I'll be an engineer. When I'm released from my indentured military servitude. Yeah. When the fighting, I, don't they literally say when the fighting stops, I'll get to yeah. be an engineer? When the, when the war is over, I get to have a life. Uh, it's so unintentionally dark. Um, but yeah, so Blue's ordered to bring the kid in. Uh, kids, like, you know, doesn't want to slash the gloves or, uh, Enter was a little confused why the gloves weren't awakening yet. Or why the card, uh, wasn't fully active yet. 
but it seems like it's starting to go online at this point. Yeah, because the kid starts screaming with that scratchy Messiah voice, and he also runs off and does a thing where he uh, puts gloves on a bunch of randos and then just fights all of them. He just beats all of them in the street. It becomes a, you know, a, a brawler where it's just him versus everyone in the city. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it, it's a fun scene. It just a lot of extras just punching each other. It looks great. What was wasn't there a meme of like, if you dropped Spider-Man in the middle of a city, how many people can you just fist fight before they took him down? It's basically that. Spider-Man? Yeah. He could take on an entire city. Like Yeah. Like Spider-Man could fuck up a lot of people. Yeah, I mean we're we're talking like five figures minimum and like at the end of those five figures it's he's not done because they've beaten him he's done because he like needs food or something at that point like he just gets too tired eventually he's he doesn't have to deal with that many he's just i'm looking at the screen it is a literally just 10 uh, extras that he's fighting yeah probably the guys in the putty suits just you know getting to fight outside of the putty suits uh, and speaking and, of putties, it's uh, around this. Spe- speaking of putties, it's around this time the characters other than the putties show up. Uh, because blue blue comes and he's gonna take the gloves off the kid, but then escape the the female Valgris like officer that I was about to say we haven't heard about for a while, but I think she was mentioned in the episodes that were like in this episode. Yeah, wasn't she in the previous episode? I know it's been a couple months for us, but. I probably should have edited it before I did this so I could have had a refresher, but then I didn't because <laughs> I have a job now. And like, but it's weird how your life changes when your free time is not infinite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yes, uh, Escape shows up and she starts to fight Blue, but then Silver and Golds, uh, they show up and they're like, hey, we'll take Escape. You go fight the kid, or you go get the kid. The other rangers are there. They're doing crowd control, just type of stuff for everyone who's still kind of under uh, undermine control. And yeah, so Blue and the kid, they're kind of off to the side having a moment. And that moment includes the kid just like gut punching him again and again. And again. Like blood is coming out of Blue's face from like, this kid, kid is- beating him. The kid is doing, like, jumping, spinning roundhouse kicks on him. And it's actually the kid. Like, there's not, like, a stunt double. He's just really beating the fuck out of this this adult. Yeah, like I said, you know, Harry, this kid... I, I believe this kid won a karate tournament at age seven. Seven, though. Like, okay, yeah, he'd probably be fighting, like, other seven-year-olds. But then again, <laughs> do we really hold that event? Like... Yes. I, I'm gonna Google youth... Karate <laughs> tournament. So, can we, for children under the age of 10, Kumite competition is arranged as competition pair against pair demonstrating one and a half minute of sparring with, where each pair cooperate to display techniques. Um, so they're... Did, is that Kumite? I Did think you it's say just, Kumite? Well, it's called Kumite. I don't think it's like the Jean-Claude Van Damme Kumite. I think... <laughs> Look, I don't think Jean-Claude Van Damme is, like, a, an accurate portrayal of, like, foreign customs, okay? I'm just, like, think... my mind is flashing to Jean-Claude Van Damme just beating up a room full of seven-year-olds. It is delightful. Just seeing this kid dip his hands into some glue and then dipping his hands into a bunch of, like, nuts and bolts. <laughs> and then just running straight at Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, so... Uh, Blue Ranger... He's starting to overheat, but he manages to just barely get through to the kid and have him fight against the gloves enough that the gloves decide, eh, I'll just pop off and be my own monster robot dude, who is yes. way less interesting looking. He's just like a doofy, like... He's, he, he's a like doofy. a punching dummy, like that a punching dummy with arms is what he is. He's got a big wrapped up thing on his head that looks like the the goofy hat dudes from Dark Souls 1? Like, the dudes with the giant, like, fabric head things coming out? I think out. those were supposed to be hand wraps. Like, it it was not their best design, but I gotta be honest, this guy's on screen for, what, like, 45 seconds? Yeah, like, he, he is not the draw of the show, because he shows up, 
and then they they kill the robot. Like I could I could absolutely see like you know them coming up with this design, them looking at it and being like fuck, is there a way that we could like delay bringing this guy into an episode? Oh, he uh blue overheats and so he just pulls out a giant boulder out of the ground because he could do that in his uh, powered custom mode and just kills the robot in one hit. Or he uh, he puts it into like the finish stage and then like yellow comes and shoots it with the gun. But yeah, it's uh, it's a non-issue. Uh, this is this is not an episode for Metaroids. Yeah, and as the episode ends, the kid is like standing like full of confidence and telling his dad uh, that I. Don't want to do karate, I want to be an engineer. And the dad's like, yes, this is what I, I needed to hear. Uh, now, now you're allowed to choose stuff in your life, and not just because I'm worried you will kill me. <laughs> uh, like, do you think, the, I don't think the kid told the karate group that he had, like, magic gloves. I think he just showed back up and was like, hey, I've decided I don't know want to do karate anymore. And everyone was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, go ahead, kid. Like, you know. Like, I, Dude, I explicitly dream. think he did not tell people that he had... Because, like, when they were reviving the people from the ground, they were like, what the crap is happening with that kid? Like, he's he's usually kind of shit at this. Just for the rest of their lives, they think this one random nerd has the ability to just go berserk and kill everyone around them. <laughs> no, well, no, he becomes kid, a giant robot engineer. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay for your college, kid. Just, like, don't, just don't get mad. Don't snap one day. So, yeah, it's a fun episode. Like, you know, some good stuff with Blue and the fight choreography is actually pretty great. Okay, but I here's an idea I have because the I do remember that episode 38 was the one where they were like in a fighting arena and the red robot was like fighting mech after mech. I feel oh, like this this was like a leftover. Well, no, uh, maybe I don't know, but like. I think they could have done something with, like, making it a two-parter, where this would be the first part, and then... Because, like, the robot fight... We we skipped past the part where a giant robot shows up, right? Like, we just didn't even mention the it. The episode skipped past that part. Like, it's... It happens, you see the robot punching a building, and then it's destroyed. Like... Like, especially with the bit with this... With the kid dragging on and spending so much of the time fighting them. I feel like they really could have done something better with, like, flipping them and having this be something that leads into each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they like, didn't. <laughs> you know, it's, if I wrote a Sentai, it'd be that. But then again, if I wrote a Sentai, this would also probably be a really emotionally overwrought episode about, like, child abuse, and, like, the, the, it, it'd be weird. And, like, I, I would... I'm not saying I'd do a great job, but I'd do it differently. Hmm. I think I could write a pretty darn good Sentai series, Harry. Yeah, I, you've written two books, and I really liked one of them, Sam. And I'm still reading the other one. Yay. I'll take it. Also, do be aware, Harry, this is like... What you're reading is like draft 1.5. So, like, I've I've written a first draft. I haven't written a book. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, episode 40. Which I, I think I talked up a while ago. Uh, when we were yes, just... yes, you did, and uh, oh, this is the ep- this is an important episode, Harry. Yeah. So they're talking about hyperspace, how they had the the big climactic battle back in episode thirty two or so, uh, and so it's still super unstable, which means they can't go in and have a large scale fights, which sucks. They can't just go and kill Messiah. Uh, but then again, but that's also good because then Messiah can't go over and attack Jin's hangar that he's still stuck in for some reason. Yeah, it sounds like it's actually a pretty decent thing at the moment because it's like it's it's so unstable that no one really has access to it. Like they people just kind of got to keep their heads down and just wait until it stabilizes or finishes destabilizing and the dimension collapses. So speaking of Jin. Uh, he's getting a call from Jay, his his robot buddy, his mm-hmm. his buddy ro- his buddy Roy. That's what they're actually called. Uh, yep, he's who is in the forest looking at beetles. Yeah, because this is the autumn he's heard so much of, and mm-hmm. you realize he's been stuck in an alternate dimension his entire life. He doesn't know what seasons are. <laughs> uh, that's charming and very sad. 
at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it, it becomes sad later. Like, that's pointed out. Yeah, on the subject of uh, becoming sad, like, we see a little bit of gold and his body in the hyperspace dimension, or rather, what's left of it. Yeah, because he's, he's trapped. Well, he's his real body is apparently asleep in a glass case, and from the waist down, it's, like, made of weird code and stuff that's, like, burning away. And now that line is creeping upwards because he's taking more and more damage. Harry, remind me, I, I thought they collected his body when they went into hyperspace. Did they not? No, they specifically offered, but he's like, uh, no time, go back, you know, we'll deal with that later. And he did that because he doesn't have his full body. Yeah. Like, he, he is... You know those Star Trek episodes when there's, like, a teleporter uh, accident and their bodies get sent into the holodeck and they have to deal with stuff there? Yeah, his mind and body are, like, split apart. Yep. And he is running out of it. Like, we're kind of going to go a little bit out of order with, like, the emotional reveals of this, but he's basically out of ideas on how to repair his body, and so he's more or less resigned to death. Yeah. And Jay's super sad. Oh, well, yep. I mean, that's not out of order. He basically says, even my genius is running a bit thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meanwhile, Escape is alone on a rooftop. She says, like, my my papa, Messiah, there's only seven cards left. Like, they're getting destroyed more and more. I just gotta find some and keep them safe because I don't know what Enter's fucking doing. So she creates an old school uh, Metroid. Yeah, uh, it's, I think this is the one that had the holographic walls around that, like, made them run in a maze? No, no, this was, this was actually a scanner from, uh, way back when Gold was still being introduced, and, like, they were revealing that he's actually an avatar. Oh, okay. Like, he, he had a trident-type thing, and he was scanning around, and he was, he was a lot more boastful, but this one is just very quiet and meek. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna go around scanning stuff. Oh, I'm a mech that got, like, bodied by the rangers back before they got their superpower upgrade. Oh, no. I know how this is gonna end for me. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. so, so uh, again, my Megazord is brought down, and there's some stuff where, like, Red and, uh, where Red and most of the rangers go there to fight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Escape Bubbles... I get the feeling that she only summoned, like, the Gamma out of habit. Like, she would have stopped it if she really cared. Because well, she, do- I- she doesn't give a fuck about it. Like, uh, she wants the scanner here to find the cards. Well, it's just a distraction. Like, she wants them to get their giant robots and fight that while she's still doing shit on the ground. Like, she, yeah, just go around. Find Papa's cards. Hurry up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the and it finds Metroid. one. Yeah. And he points over... To enter, who's walking up. Yep. So what we all assumed is now confirmed. Enter has absorbed a part of Messiah into himself. Or, I'm not sure if he's absorbed a card so we can, like, count down seven to six. Or if this counts as, like, an extra card or something. It's a card. It's not, like, a spoiler. He's got card 13 in him. Okay, so he has card number 13 in him. Uh, So there are six cards in the wilds, then. Yeah. And, you know, Escape says, you didn't tell me you did that. It was like, yeah, I, I it was a, it was some slide I had when I was throwing all them out because it's a secret trump card. You know, you keep it secret. Yeah, that's fair. Good job. Enter. And that, that's also why uh, Escape was, so I actually think maybe you were a little bit more right than I realized because like Escape didn't fully realize why she was following Enter's commands. It's because he has like command code from messiah yep so that is now confirmed and uh the scanner droid like he still allows it to go and uh, well the the scanner droid finds like another card nearby but because they're having a big tent standoff he's just i'm just gonna go deal with this on my own yep Uh, it's one in the water uh but when he gets close the card jumps out and attaches itself to this metaroid yeah so, and it, yeah. it was not expecting this. It does not want this. We get a Metaroid fused with one of Messiah's cards. I'm like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, immediately he starts shouting about how the world is mine for the taking. 
and he shoots out like a couple like rockets jet things that were his arms and starts like eating boats and planes and trucks near him like he's just consuming chunks of the world now harry harry i'm just gonna float something to you like i want to point out that we just said that this thing absorbed a plane a giant like and by boat we'd be like a giant like cargo ship like you know one stacked with like pallets and pallets and a couple moving vans we never see those returned this episode yeah they're probably dead <laughs> like they, they gotta be dead like i i looked it up because i was curious about that cargo tankers like those have a surprisingly small amount of crew because i guess they want to keep the costs low so it's like about 30 i think Mm-hmm. Uh, the trucks were parked, but he does suck down a whole, like, jumbo jet. So yep, that's a passenger say, plane. Let's say, let's say, like, 500. No, uh, th- there's not 500 people on those. Like, uh, 100. Okay, so one 150, whatever. Yeah, let's call it a clean 150. Yeah. Good I mean, job, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Go-Busters show up and, try like, start fighting him. Uh... Mm. But then, Jay intervenes. He he is going to protect the meteoroid. And, like, he, he blocks some major hits that the Gobusters were trying to do to him. He says, I've made my decision. I will not let it come to any harm. And then they run away. Yeah. He, like, he shoots a quick attack at the rangers, like, not to actually damage them, but just to, like, you know, get them away. And uh, when the smoke clears, uh, Silver and the meteoroid are gone. And this is confusing to everyone like enter and escape also don't know what's going on here uh, back at the base they try to call Jin, but like uh jay is the conduit through most of the communication with them so the the boss has to go downstairs and use the big trippy like screensaver room to talk with Jin directly and so it's like hey jay covered for a metroid and the only reason he'd do something like that is because of you and yeah Jin starts Jin starts to track it Jin is very upset at the actions of his uh, of his droid, and yeah. uh, the colonel, uh, commander, whatever the hell he is, like at this point, he he reiterates to Jin, like, "Hey, all of our resources are at your command to retrieve your body. Just like you know, give us the green light and tell us what you need." Yeah, he says, "Don't worry about that. We'll deal with that after Messiah is dead." Pretty sure the pretty sure the colonel like knows. That's something really bad is going on with Jin, and he's just not telling it yet. So, uh, back on another Toku rooftop, the Metroid is standing there, being all weird, confused, and crazy. And Jay walks up and says, hey, just give me the card you have within you. I know you have it. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. And he can't even bring himself to fight it, because that card is still in there. Damn it. Uh enter and escape they're like watching and they're just wondering what the hell they should do and enter says like uh, he can't really get the card so let's just watch this play out yeah more importantly enter super pissed that a card fused with the meteoroid because think about it, the cards learn about the things they're fused to they know how to make meteoroids like this is a waste of a card <laughs> like who yeah. cares if it's like stronger than usual enter is doing the whole gathering battle data thing that's good times um so the ranger is like the silver is getting the shit kicked out of him yeah and he can't fight back and uh the the other rangers show up and they they, they shoot the meteorite some and say jay what's going on this has something to do with masato uh <laughs> like jay asks how do you know and they say well you just confirmed it you know uh so, if you don't tell us, we're just going to destroy it. So, tell us now. And he's about to start talking, then Gold shows up. Like, Gold commands well, him to, like, teleport into the world. Well, no, he, he gives the start of the explanation. Inside oh, right, the, that inside, inside the card are fragments of data, and without them, Jin is going to be trapped. And the, the Vagras do here. Yeah, yeah. And the Rangers, they, like, they clock this, and they, like, they believe him and trust him, and know how important this is so when they go back to fighting the metroid like they're not fighting it they're just trying to like wrestle it down and pin it 
uh, engine is shouting to them like, hey, just shoot the thing. There's no recovering the data anyway. Like, I'm not lying, even though he may or may not be. And like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Um, as the Rangers are, like, you know, just kind of wrestling with this thing, Silver and Gold, they have an emotional moment. Like, Silver, like, shouts at Jin that, you know, you're a genius. Like, I need you to try and save yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Yeah, why are you giving up so easily? This world is incredible. The things I've seen since coming here amaze me. Like, I want you to see them for yourself, not via some avatar. Like, I've heard about winter. Soon I'll get to see it. Will I survive its harsh winds? <laughs> uh, silver is great. I do love silver. Yeah. But it's in a weird way, and given the time frame of me seeing this, like, like I... When I watched uh, Frozen sing Olaf's The Thing for Summer, that like kind of reminded me of this. Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to see Silver just break out into song now. Oh, yeah, I'd love that. Oh, Frozen was first. Okay. So this was... Yeah. Uh, so Jin okay, semi-apologizes and says, All right, all right, I'm not going to give up. We'll keep trying. But we got to kill this meteorite. It's, it's destroying our... The, it's destroying our team. And so they agree to try and stop this thing. But then Enter shows up. And uh, Enter and Escape. Uh, and Enter, in order to block a massive attack, transforms into his, like, new form. And I love his suit. Like, it is fabulous and extra. Like, it has... It has plastic abs. It has a fur cape. Like, his his helmet is, like, it's a knight helmet, but has, like, a bird beak on it. He fights with a rapier. It's amazing. Yeah. He's like a duelist. Yeah. It, it fits in very well to his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is perfect. Yeah. Uh, and he says, all right, hey, Beatbuster, like, I can sympathize because I'm a fellow Avatar. Anyway, uh, you know... Uh, we're not so different. We're all just, we're in the end, we were all just clubs of data when we were transported through hyperspace. But anyway, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And then he dashes forward and knocks down all the Rangers, like basically instantly. Yeah. Enter is strong in this form. And then after he does that, like he doesn't really feel the need to press the advantage here. And he's still collecting data from the other cards. So he says that he's going to retrieve his, his card. Yeah, like he's he's showed his secret form, so he needs a new trump card, and he rips the card out of the meteorite. Mm-hmm. Transforming it back into its base state, which, as you'll recall, was so weak that the Rangers had zero trouble fighting it prior to them having a full team and extra powers. Yeah, so the, the meteorite is like, sorry to impose, but I don't suppose you'd let me defeat you, would you? And then he just dies. Yeah. They actually do, like, five finishers on it. I, I think to, like, burn off some frustration. Yeah. But, like, they just launch into their finishers. They're like, ah! And, yeah, it's dead. Yeah. So, they're walking away, and it's like, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jane prompts this, he'll try and think of something. And then Yoko asks, kind of innocently, like, Hey, do you think we could get our parents data back, too? And there's a really awkward silence. Yeah. Because, like, Yoko, Jin is missing, like, a chunk of his body, but, like, your parents were turned to shreds. But, hey, like, it's it's a good beat. Like, you know, Jin, for as unlucky as he is, is still exceptionally lucky compared to some. Uh, so, that uh, establishes some of the stakes as we're entering into uh, the penultimate arc of Goldbusters. Because, mm-hmm. like, from... 41 to 45 is kind of a thing, and then from 46... From 46 to 50 is kind of like one long stretch of episodes, so you might need to cover all at once, so I'm not sure what we're going to do there. Now aren't we covering, like, four this episode? Yeah, do you want to just do five next time? Like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, God. Uh, now let, let's do a two and a three, and then we'll do, like, the... Then we'll do a big finale bash. Okay. Sounds good. And we will absolutely remember to do this. No, I'll force you to do it. All right. All right. But um, until then, what are we going to keep doing?
we're gonna keep dancing. Like, I don't care how many months, years, decades between episodes, we're gonna finish this, and we are going to keep dancing. Yes. <laughs>